0: Questions for everybody involved. The first question I have is, did we miss Chris Berman on the broadcast last night? I've never seen a more polarizing commentator take (laughs) than people either hating Chris Berman's back, 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 back on the Home Run (laughs) Derby, or people either love it or hate it. I didn't realize how much I missed it. I thought I would be okay without Chris Berman calling it the way he did, but I missed it last night. What about you, Fitty?
1: Yeah, I mean, after a few years of no Chris Berman on on the call, I think we need Chris Berman back, 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 back on the air. How many years has it been? It feels like it's been forever. Here's where I get so frustrated with Carl Ravage. Because Carl Ravitch— Should we
0: go foul line? No, it's not
1: foul line, All really. Because right. Carl Ravitch, at, at, at his core, is a good baseball man. He loves baseball. That is his sport. But what absolutely blows my mind, this is where I came to the defense of Willie because Willie loves soccer, and that permeates through his voice during his calls. That never happens with Carl Ravage. He never once seems excited. He never once gets – you know there, there's never a different level in his voice. It is just bland, three hours calling a baseball game. like He's got two – not going to say great guys in the booth with the Monster Night Baseball. David Cohn's a very good pitcher. Eduardo Perez was a very decent player. He never once like really asked them about their opinions and stuff. He's just a very bland broadcaster, and it's annoying.
0: I think for me, even with somebody like Julio Rodriguez, it didn't seem like the home runs or the round was as important as I thought it should be, right? Carl Ravage... I like Carl Ravitch a lot. Flounder was talking to us about. Yeah, I like him too. He's baseball tonight, though. Yeah. A little bit more measured. He'll give you some excitement and some crazy plays. But, man, you got to be energetic as hell on a home run derby call. I mean, it's nonstop. And when you get 41 home runs, admittedly, it's really hard to keep that energy up. But I need something. I need something to let me know that 41 home runs, oh, it's a record-setting round. Did it? Did it feel like that if you were to just listen to it? Because they really weren't counting them. Did you notice that? How they were? You had your counter, so it's made for TV event. Of course, you don't have to give a play by play like it's radio. I totally get it, but it also didn't feel okay. We didn't have the counter. Carl Ravage didn't have the 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 excitement in his voice calling every single one of these dingers. And it's like, oh, okay, it sneaks up on you. Like I should know that Julio is five away from the record four away from the record, yeah, no doubt. three. And it did. I didn't know it snuck. Oh, he set a record. Awesome. Like I wasn't surprised because it was one of the crazier home run rounds I've ever seen, but it did sneak up on me because he didn't let me know about it. And you have to pay attention to the tracker as much as possible. That that's my problem. And with the outs with Chris Berman on the call, every single baseball that is thrown gets its day in the light. And that didn't happen yesterday. The home run balls. The home run balls didn't get their day in the light sometimes. And that was the problem with the Derby. Although it still was entertaining, we could certainly make this thing better next year.
2: Yeah, I would agree with you as well because I was saying during the break that they had a lot of, uh, you know, downtime between the hits and things of that nature. But as you said, the emphasis on the significance of like the records and things of that nature, Chris Berman is one of those guys that makes everything feel big.
0: It, may, it it certainly would have happened last night. The other question that we had during the break was a little bit different. Are you going to go see Barbie with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling <laughs> in theaters when it comes out? That's the other hard-hitting question because it seemed like both of you were a little more welcoming of this movie than I Whoa.
2: imagined. I, I, said, I said what I said. <laughs> I said my girl, I will go see it because my girl wants to see it. She's been saying it since the trailers hit that she wanted to see it. So I said I will end up watching it. I am not voluntarily going in there to see this movie. It this seemed not, like you didn't have to I be just pushed said very I can watch anything that has Margot Robbie in it. Margot Robbie, even though she makes bad movies uh, for the most part.
0: Oh, okay. Bad movies, huh?
2: Yeah, she does. Babylon flopped. Uh, the movie she had before that, that was the ensemble cast that we went to see with uh, Denzel's son and Taylor Swift was in it. It was bad. Well, um, and you know,
0: I think Wolf of Wall Street is overrated. It was the first take that Wolf a, of a lot of people hated. That, that's,
2: that's a that's a pantheon film. But other than that, to her credit. She doesn't have a lot of great ones. I did like Harley Quinn. I, I'll admit that. I did like Birds of Prey. I Play. thought
0: she did a good job. That was there. the
2: last movie I saw in the theater before the pandemic, ironically.
0: Fiddy, I haven't heard any pushback from you based off what I was getting from your take on Barbie. It does seem like you would be willing to go see this in theater.
2: Yeah, I
1: mean, but like for the obvious reason that Margot Robbie is an angel and there's, <laughs>
2: yeah, there's is. really no way to That's answer that
1: question without coming across as yeah. like some...
0: Creep. Creep. Mm, okay. Uh, but, oh, you can like Margot.
1: That's yeah, fine. She's, you can she's, find her attractive. She's fantastic. I mean, when she shows up in the Wolf of Wall Street and. All right. So now we're
0: about to, because we know what scene you're <laughs> talking about. So now this is where you venture. I was like, no, it's okay to like Margot Robbie. It's okay to think she's beautiful. And then when you want to move we're on. We're not going to be what friends. They're talking, about also too,
2: they're talking about also, too, doing a double feature with that and Oppenheimer. So they said uh, more than 20,000 members of the ANC AMC Stubbs loyalty program, which I am a part of, have purchased tickets uh, to watch this as well. Because I know I do want to see Oppenheimer. So I'm going to say maybe we might do that. But that is a long time to sit in. The
0: Not theater. that it would be a problem, by the way. Go see Barbie if you want to. Just, uh, I didn't expect to be hearing you guys as welcoming as I thought. Now I know you're putting a stipulation on it that your girlfriend wants to see it and yes. you'll go see it. So yeah, I would go do that. Plus, it's an excuse to go <laughs> to the nice Your
2: girl, cake? Olivia, has she said anything about it?
0: No, not at all. That's not, that's not going to be her thing, I don't think. She's okay. not she's not What kind of movies she's does she like? Not a Barbie girl in a Barbie she's, world. Uh, she's not. She she's absolutely not a Barbie girl in a Barbie world. Uh she loves action movies. Loves them. And she dates you? Right how?
2: I know, all the action you can get How right How funny here. is that? She's she's the one going in there <laughs> <laughs> requesting or the one flipping the channel to the action movie. Yeah, I'm, I'm the one.
0: Although I have put her on some nice nature documentaries and some black and white movies. I've got to talk to her about this. I've got to talk to her
2: about this. I want to ask her what she likes because does she like the... Does she like a gory action movie? Does she like really violent action movies? Now she movie? likes
0: political thrillers too. Okay. Which so are-
2: Oppenheimer, she might be
0: going no, to see. No, she would much rather see Oppenheimer than Barbie. She yeah. would. But yeah, she likes political thrillers. She likes you know some crazy. Oh look oh, at those oh, slurpees dropping oh, 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 going oh, in. Whoa! Oh, oh. That is a beautiful sight. Oh. Look at that delivery, man! That, that is a that is a beautiful man, thing. Man, Shroppy's
2: the guy, man. We just saw Shroppy. You talking about a guy paying dues? <laughs> Look at all, coming oh, through, doing what he needs to do. Shroppy, hop on the mic as you're uh, dropping. Yeah, these man, you deserve off. some airtime for this.
0: So, were, were these free, Shrop? Yeah, I had five, and they're all free.
1: Oh hell yeah!
0: Bang. <laughs> um... Were people making fun of you? Or oh, yeah. People, like, people- oh, yeah. <laughs> all right. So what you got? What flavors do we have here? Um. So I have a Coke one for okay. Flound. All okay. right. Uh, Fitty asked for cherry and Blue Raz, but the Blue Raz okay, so was all his. water.
2: So then just give me an orange
0: joint. Yep. Oh, so you didn't have any Sprite. Sprite was out. That is the Sprite one. Oh, this oh, is the Sprite it is. one. It yeah, looked okay.
2: like on the picture on the thing that it was uh, yellow. Great.
0: And then oh, uh, they didn't have the one you asked for, so I got you this one. The Sprite one. You yeah. got it. Yeah. Great. Great. Audible. Yeah. Shroppy. Yeah. Excellent job. Shrappy. You get an A+. Get plus. This Thank is you fantastic. You coming to
2: the show lunch after the show, I'll buy you a sandwich.
0: Ooh. That sounds oh, like nice. a plan. Yeah. Uh, if, if people can hold on. Now, I know Fitty gets a little hangry around this time. <laughs> like, we talk about him being the happiest dude ever the last two days. You make him wait an hour for food, and that is going to change drastically he's liable to go to the foul line on someone but it does seem like we're going to go to rhino market here soon yes you were shaking you were disgusted with no, that.
2: no i'm not i'm i'm you're this uh slurpy oh mine. it was like a good
0: stank yeah, that's good okay good yeah. like it's so good you just got to make a stank face mm-hmm. mean mug a little Wait, what bit did, what did uh <laughs> well he asked for cherry and blue rasp but the blue rasp was all water so oh
2: you got sprawls too
0: shrappy you're my favorite, man.
2: Look at this. Poppy's the guy, man.
1: Oh, Whoa. You didn't say that about me. Oh, look, you didn't get
0: me a sprawl. Okay, you didn't get goes. me a Sprite. I got you a
1: water like three weeks ago.
0: You did. <laughs> you did. You You got me a water. You put it down right in front of me, and I would have felt like a jerk if I didn't drink it. How
2: Can you give us a review on the this? This tastes line? like a just a frozen orange soda, Thanks. man. Mm, who really loves good. orange soda? <laughs> like many made orange soda back in the day when I told Dominic Wilkins I uh, drank it because of him. Okay. Wes loves orange soda. That's right, I do. Is it true? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> I do, I do, I
0: do. Ooh!
2: This is why we're the best news
0: show.
1: That's a man. promo. Come
2: Kenan right. and Kel,
0: I'm telling you what, man. I love, I, not orange soda, but the Sprite Slurpees, I might like that as uh, much as uh, Kel Brad said
2: He's going to see Barbie by himself on a Wednesday night. I don't know if I want to read the rest of it. <laughs> Oh, he said for the least amount of embarrassment possible.
0: Do you, NASCAR, Brad? Do you, man? That's going to be fantastic. Uh, K.W. Hancock, he wrote in, thank the Lord I have two sons. You couldn't drag us into Barbie the movie. All right. I'm not hating. It just didn't seem like that's something. If you're a guy watching that movie,
2: though, I mean, I can't By hate. yourself? I can't hate because it is Margot Robbie, man. A lot of guys are going to watch a movie if the woman's fine enough or watch a show. Oh, this is delightful. That's goodness. definitely my rule of thumb for reality TV. Is it's what? got fine women on it. I'm in. Okay.
0: <laughs>
2: you don't need anything. Reality TV is the, yeah, you don't need any help with that. If I turn to a reality show and it's fine women on there.
0: Um, I have realized talking with my friends that their significant others have absolutely gotten them on reality TV shows more and more and more. I have not seen Vanderpump Rules before this last month or two, but because of the Scandaval thing, Listen, my, my girlfriend got me on Vanderpump Rules, and I'm not seeking it out by myself. But I'll be damned if I'm not trying. I'm not changing the channel. Listen, I'm man. fine with it. It's okay. it
2: uh, I'm just gonna keep it a buck. You Does like it? it. Rule. I'm keep it a buck, man. Okay. I've been watching that show since season two. Oh, you I call been- that my white show? <laughs> what? what? Because the cast is pretty much all white. Yeah. They, and and they, I they, watch it. And they try to diversify the cast, and it didn't yeah, really Yeah, it last. doesn't. But I've now, been watching this since season two, man. I got drawn in at first when Jax was trying to win back Stassi, and I was going through something <laughs> at the time, and I could relate. And then after that, when I Stassi got hooked. was
0: going through something at the time?
2: Well, Jax was trying to get
0: Stasi back. Well, Jax is insane. He is. We're about to give you a whole Vanderpump rules breakdown. Yes. Uh, the text messages are fantastic, uh, coming in at seven oh four five seven oh ninety six. I love that. So this is not something that you have been on. Or this is something this isn't something that your girlfriend got you on. This no, is this is no, 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 this was,
2: I mean, I'm a big reality TV show fan. I'm not even I'm excited because Too Hot to Handle is getting ready to come back on Netflix but Vanderpump Rules I've been on Vanderpump yes since season 2 man. I I did like it. I'm not going to I it. did jump out halfway through this season though because I just I just started getting tired of just every time they get together. And I don't know why it took me this long and I will probably go back because I did come back when I saw about Scandoval. Oh, well that's that's hot drama. When I saw Scandaval, I said, "Oh my god. <laughs> I couldn't believe they did that." And I feel and and
0: I I will say going back and watching all of this through Because of my girlfriend wanting me to. But Mm. also, again, I'm not going to hate on it. I did enjoy it. You could tell there was always something about him.
2: Really? You feel like that after the fact? 100%. The tea is hot. The tea is hot right now. 100%.
0: Yes, 100%.
2: Did you feel like that? Like... Cause on this season alone, like I, I know, I, I, didn't see I know he was always he always thought he was the best. I man. thought her and Wimpy Tom were gonna have a thing. I can't stand him. I don't even know who Wimpy Tom, Tom uh, is. His, Sandoval's homie, Tom, the other Tom. Oh yeah. Oh God, Schwartz. I can't stand him. Yeah, Schwartz, Schwartz is wimpiest guy ever. Zero spot. He's almost Alan Harper status. Mm. He is but, man. But, He's such a wimp. Yeah, that's yeah. why his girl left him. Schwartz. Sure. <laughs> wow. He's really personal. I uh, know. He All was. Right. All right. This he is- had no backbone. He was one of those middle ground guys with everybody.
0: The Slurpee's fantastic. Yeah, man. All right, let me drink some of this real quick. We'll come back with more Vanderpump Rules conversation, maybe a little Panthers, and uh, I have no clue. The show's been crazy. It's Wes Walker, Sports Radio, ninety two seven WFNZ.
3: McDonald's is not new to chicken.
2: Welcome back, folks. This is the Wesson Walker Show Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. And everybody in here is as happy as can be. And I did not try to make that rhyme, but it's the Slurpee gang in here, folks. I'm putting a picture up on the social media right now as we speak. We've been enjoying Slurpees and great conversation. Thanks to Shroppy coming through for the boys And, uh, yeah, man, they've been coming through with it. Hit us up on a text line 704-570-9610. What you got, Walt? Well,
0: it's just the second time that we've made Troppy look like the highest dude in Charlotte when we sent him to cookout. In order to get what was the worst milkshake That we could come up with And then we sent him to Seven Eleven To go get five Slurpees <laughs> Right and he took two hands Where he had to cradle all five Slurpees To walk out of there And everybody was laughing at him it, he just, it looks like he just was in the parking lot Smoking something
2: That was the thing I was wondering too I was like man do they have drink holders for him Because I knew that that was going to be A <laughs> challenge for him So kudos That gives him even more props To put five Slurpees in the car With no drink. And these things are frozen, by the way. How did you transport
3: them? Uh,
0: Give us your play-by-play. Yeah, so I have my two cup holders up front that I use. And then in my back seat, there's the middle console that folds down. Mm. And I utilize those two cup holders and then one was right in between my legs. Oh, no, which one was that so one? I in charge over there. Oh, no, or which one's what? that one.
2: Uh, <laughs> look at the <laughs> Oh, Am I yeah. drinking that? Oh, God. No, That's definitely that was definitely Fitties. So. Uh, oh, heck yeah. Would that change your mind as good as they are? And even if you were drinking it, would you just decide to you throw it away? Or or you mean drinking the shroppy crotch slurpee? <laughs> yeah. You know what you're saying? <laughs> it's a little different.
0: Shroppy crotchy. You know? Yeah.
2: Drop crotch. Different flavor. It sounds
0: like a disease, to be honest with you. Drop
2: all right, so uh trying to get this show back onto the rails, man. I'm like, I'm like Vin Diesel right now. I'm fast and furious. The car's going out of control. I got to reach over and grab the wheel uh, help me. to try to get this thing back going, help man. Help me, it, please. <laughs> the Carolina Panthers. Okay, yeah, what about them? Talk to maybe they've gone and gotten a couple of slurpees today as well. But uh, talking about guys who uh, could be candidates to make their first Pro Bowls this season. And so on the Fan Nation Panthers page, there were a few guys who were mentioned as far as who could be uh, the best candidates for that. Where you have Bradley Bozeman, Frankie Louvu, J.C. Horn, Jeremy Chin, and a guy that I thought should have been on the list, and probably my take for this discussion is uh, Iki Aquanu. That's exactly right. This is a guy that could be uh, right up in the mix for his first Pro Bowl this season. But uh, after him, if I had to pick a second candidate an honorable mention, so to speak, I would probably go with J.C. Horn if he can stay healthy. I think he could be a guy that that could get into the mix. As I said, I think he has the matchups on his schedule that if he can come through and be able to uh, lock down some of the guys like a DK Metcalf, Justin Jefferson, and maybe not lock them down, but just bottle some of these guys up and keep them from having tremendous games on Carolina and them resulting in wins those are the two guys that I would say but you said you had icky as well do you have a different second candidate
0: well Frankie Luvo I like a lot because I think what most Panthers fans have seen on social media is they'll put the resumes of all the Pro Bowl linebackers out there and then they'll compare it to Frankie Luvo and a lot of the numbers are very similar plus we know that Aveiro is going to be able to use Luvu however he wants to because he's that versatile of a player. He's going to rack up the tackles. When you look at the sack column, I think he's going to have maybe five there after what the way that he was able to rush the quarterback last year. A couple of interceptions because we do know he is good in space. So in, in coverage, I, I I like Frankie Luvu as that answer outside of Vicky Kwanu. I'll tell you this. What about Bryce Young? I think with the Pro Bowl QB spot, some of these guys aren't going to play. And then you have injury, so you can actually get down the list of pretty good ways before you get to somebody legitimately making the Pro Bowl. But Tyler Huntley made it last year, and we all know that he's not a legitimate Pro Bowl QB. Fine enough as a backup, but nobody is really thinking he's a Pro Bowl QB right now, okay? You go back to another rookie that was drafted number one overall here in Carolina, Cam Newton, made a Pro Bowl in 2011. Threw for 4,051 yards, did have the rushing component too. But if we get Bryce Young throwing for, let's say, 3,800 yards, can we get a 25 and 12, 13 type of run for him? If you go far enough down in that list and Bryce is in competition for rookie of the year— he just might get a Pro Bowl. Like, that's not far-fetched for me because of the way that we can go further down, guys getting injured, guys not wanting to play. So maybe Rice Young is the answer right off the rip.
2: So would we go with the caveat of them making, or him making it because of injury, or would we say that, okay, if Has the Super Bowl quarterback ducks out, he gets in there? Because do you kind of dis- just, I-, I feel like, there are certainly a lot of pro bowl worthy guys but do you discredit it a little bit when you make it off of a injury designation?
0: Well, it's not the same as making it based on your accolades, based on if based on what you actually did in the regular season. Of course not, right? But yeah, I mean, if we're just talking about it, for technicality purposes. Mm-hmm. And also you have to play a little well. Huntley's an outlier. And right. I'm guilty of using yeah, we that we can't too- even. Well, and, and I'm guilty of using that as too much of an outlier. You get the idea though. There are QBs that sneak into that Pro Bowl every year or different players all across the board that can sneak into that position that based on what they did, aren't really Pro Bowlers. Now, Bryce Young could come in And absolutely battle for offensive rookie of the year. That's well within his reach, alongside maybe uh, Bijan Robinson, who's going to be the favorite. Bryce Young, you could argue, is the second favorite. But if he, and so when he's competing for that, it will be a good season, and that's how he can get a Pro Bowl nod. But Icky, if you just want to go off pure merit. We've seen left tackles take big old jumps from an already solid rookie year, which is what he had, to a Pro Bowl or All-Pro season, their second year in the league. Yeah, Icky
2: has that kind of ability, Wes. Okay, but let's look at this thing, no Walk. I want to okay. walk with me, okay? You like that? All right, um, so I'm, let's— look. I'm scared. Where am I walking? <laughs> I don't know. I'm... All right, so, but when we look at the NFC, though, man, is it that— big of a reach to say that he could make it on his own merits alone the first go round, because this is not the AFC that's just loaded with quarterbacks. Let's take a look at this for a second. When you look at the NFC East, okay, Jalen Hurts, I feel like could be a given. Then you've got Dak Prescott, who's a strong candidate, Daniel Jones. You go to the NFC North, I don't really see a guy over there, Kirk Cousins, possibly Jared Goff. You go to the NFC South. I mean, Derek Carr is no shoe in to get there, and the rest of the quarterbacks in the league are either unproven or you're talking about Baker Mayfield. And then in the NFC West, I mean, Brock Purdy could be a candidate if he's able to play this season and stay healthy. But other than that, Kyler Murray is not uh, on the tops of anyone's list as an elite quarterback. Matthew Stafford, who knows what you're going to see there. And then Geno Smith, he had a really good season but he could conceivably be in the three that makes it for the NFC. I don't see a ton of guys standing in his way. He's got the number one billing coming behind him. If Carolina is a surprise team this season, the Alabama connection, former Heisman Trophy winner, I think Bryce could get in there on his own and not need to uh, have guys bow out for injury. It's possible, but you have to have a
0: whole lot of 50-50 calls go his way. Because Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott, I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt. Dak Prescott threw for a decent amount of interceptions last year, and that's uncharacteristic of what he had done previously. This is also a guy that can rack up a ton of yards. You have a good offensive line. Yeah,
2: outside you, of those two, do you see a shoe in?
0: So not I don't know about a shoe in, but if you want to go to somebody that Wes Bryant loves and has defended, Derek Carr, I would imagine you have ahead of him on a potential of making a Pro Bowl. So Derek Carr is there. You also have Jared Goff, who has also been somebody that Wes Bryant has defended in that Detroit offense. No doubt. Couple boys that you have, those guys might be ahead of Bryce Young as a rookie coming in. So there you have one and two with Jared Goff. And Brock Purdy's going to have a lot
2: of buzz as well. No question.
0: Well, and even so, Stafford isn't going to be a Pro Bowl QB this year. I don't know if that's just going to be because of the Rams not being nearly as good, but if Cooper Cup and Matthew Stafford stay healthy, then I think overall, based off what he's been able to accomplish, maybe Stafford's someone you put ahead of him. And then I look, if Justin Fields racks up a lot of rushing yards, and Chicago is a team that, that gets you 9 wins or is 500 people are going to point to the rushing yards and then we'll kind of do this Heisman thing, right? Like where you, if depending on how crazy the stats are, if Justin Fields has a lot of yards rushing and passing and it looks a lot better than he did last year because the ability's there, then maybe Fields. But a lot of 50-50 calls are going to have to go Bryce's way.
2: Yeah, it could. So then when you talk about young Panthers and guys that could make their first Pro Bowl and you talk about players under the age of 25 years old, do you think that Ikiakuanu is the Panthers' best player under 25? would go Bryce Young again in that category but if we want to take out the rookie quarterback and just give him that rookie designation I would probably say that I think that uh, Ikea Aquano could be that guy but he's got some good competition as well though, especially when you talk about J.C. Horn is in the mix for that as well.
0: J.C. Horn is is in the mix too I'm gonna give J.C. Horn the nod just because I think you see his rookie season he got hurt, but he looked like he was going to be a very good player as soon as he stepped on the football field. Mm-hmm. Icky's very good. I don't know if he was as good as JC Horn as soon as they stepped out there. So Horn, Icky, those are the guys. I know I was you know, kind of going off the beaten path a little bit with the Quanu, but I still think people could see it. He's the highest draft pick that we're talking about outside Bryce Young, Icky being that number six overall pick. And Derek Brown is up there too. So maybe Derek Brown is somebody that we should be mentioning a little more as to, his possibility of making a first Pro Bowl if he puts together back-to-back seasons now you're starting to build a foundation of being a good defensive tackle I think what's interesting here Wes as we dissect this there are a lot of players to consider making their first Pro Bowl and guys that are 25 or younger that you could point to and say okay yeah they're the best player Derek Brown is yeah so uh he's 25 right now so Derek Brown Brian Burns is 25 If Burns is under 20, if he's 25 or under, that's the guy you roll with. But if it's just under, like if if you're going 24 and under, then maybe you go J.C. Horn.
2: Okay, so then on the flip side of that, when we talk about guys who couldn't make their first Pro Bowl and things of that nature, who is a player, though, that even though we may not feel necessarily that they will be this, but who has the biggest bust potential? Because Mm. Alex Ballantyne of Bleacher Report predicted each team's biggest bust for 2023 and for the Carolina Panthers, he predicted – Miles Sanders. He said that uh, that Sanders is a solid back with good blocking, but telling a fan base that just saw Christian McCaffrey in his prime that Sanders is going to be a star is setting them up for disappointment. And so uh, they talked about that his breakout season last year was due to one of the best offensive lines in football and positive game scripts. There's one of those Techie football times that I guess are starting to emerge, but they said according to player profiler Sanders enjoyed the best game script of anyone in the league and was eighth in run block rating. So what do you think of that? Do you agree with that or do you have a player that could uh, maybe have more bus potential for lack of a better
0: term? I think Miles Sanders is a good candidate for this. It, it makes sense if you want him to be the answer. Best offensive line in the league last year wasn't involved in the passing game. We've seen those numbers go down every single season. I know we saw in Blueprint the interview or a session where he was talking with Scott Fitter and Frank Reich, and that is the plan to resurrect the passing game for Miles Sanders, who had 50 receptions his rookie year. And I expect him to be okay on that front, but it does make sense as him being the guy that does not live up to the expectation as far as being the highest paid free agent running back this past offseason. So he was... Probably the biggest addition, uh, addition. Just talking about how big these running backs' contracts were. Another guy that could be out there. I don't think it's going to happen, but I could understand an argument for Jeremy Chen. Okay. So if you think Jeremy Chen is this legitimate star in the making, who was worthy of being second in the defensive rookie of the year voting when Chase Young won it a few years back. And then maybe you expect him to you think he's taken a step back the last couple of seasons. I think most Panthers fans feel that way. Now you bring in Avero, you don't have Phil Snow. There were rumors about Phil Snow, Jeremy Chin not exactly getting along, even more so on Chin's front. Maybe Avero is not the savior for Chin to have this coming out party again, right? Going back to what he was able to do as far as uh, expectations, his rookie season, maybe chin is that guy because we're talking about a safety group that you got some depth now. It's not usual. Carolina usually doesn't have a whole lot of of safeties that you point to and feel comfortable with, but they went out, they got Von Bell, they have Xavier Woods, someone that was pretty solid last year. Now you're talking about moving him all over the place, but Frankie Louvu is also a versatile piece that you have. And then your boy, Jamie Robinson. I mean, what if he comes in and actually really impresses yeah. as a fifth-round pick? I don't think it's going to happen, but if you were to if you were to have me come up with a list of candidates, I would have Miles Sanders, and I would have Jeremy Chin on that list.
2: If I had to uh, go in and give my candidates for it, I would probably go with Derrick Brown. Because of the fact that the big guys, they always make me nervous. Those big interior defensive linemen, we know a lot of times they have questions about the motor. Is it always there? And I know that coming into last season, that Derrick Brown was actually headed towards that very category of being a bust of a first-round selection. Now, he came through last year and really emerged as a force on this defense. But I think this is a make or break year. What are we going to see from him? Add in the fact of going to an odd front, dealing with more blockers than usual on a given play, may not be able to uh, kind of freelance as much as far as just taking on one guy or maybe using his instincts to make a play or two if he feels like he's able to do that because he has to protect those linebackers. And I think that will probably dial back some of the production that we saw last year, even though there will be a lot of things in the stat sheet that we will not see just because of the base defense that they're going to play in. But I think this is going to be a great year to see from Derek Brown going forward. Is he going to be the guy that we saw last year or is he going to be the guy from the previous years? And then also uh, I would go with you as far as Jeremy Chin because he's got a lot of buzz Uh, This offseason and they've been talking about what a different player he looks like, the coverage improvements and also how they're just going to take him back to the role that he had when he was defensive rookie of the year. And so I think that uh, he could be a guy that could still maybe divert back to the play that we've seen the last couple of seasons and not end up doing some of the things that people think uh that he would with his potential so it's going to be uh interesting to see
0: matt in greensboro said don't count out shark if he stays healthy maybe as far as a pro bowler goes maybe you could see him bust to be honest with you if shark stays healthy but then doesn't have a great performance maybe you could see him be that guy that doesn't go out for a thousand yards or even 800, right? Whatever your expectations of him are. My next one on the list, I'll throw this one out there. Bradley Bozeman, two names that Skylar Callahan had as guys that could make their first pro Bowl ever. Yes, it's possible for sure. But with Bradley Bozeman, we know that he's much more of a run blocker than a pass blocker. And so if you're in some passing situations and he allows somebody to get free up the middle, and Bryce Young can't step up, interior pass, interior pass rush is really hard to deal with as a quarterback. I think a lot of QBs will tell you it's it's the most disruptive thing they have to deal with is pressure up the middle. Well, if that happens, and it happens in key spots, I wonder if that's something that leaves us a, uh, a little disappointed with, with one Bozeman. I love him. I'm glad you have to bring him back. It makes all the sense in the world to bring him back. But just some candidates that I could see uh, maybe being there in that
2: category. All right. Well, no doubt. Well, we're going to bring back the Fitty Flash. Last one of the day. Fitty. Let's hit it. It's all right to be a little Fitty. A little hometown
0: or a big old city. Might as well share. Might as well smile. Life goes on for a little Fitty. While.
1: An hour has gone by. No news to report outside of (laughs) Novak Djokovic. Dropped the first set 6-4, won the second set 6-1, won the third set 6-4. He's up 4-2 now in the fourth, so well on his way to getting to the semis at Wimbledon. He has won 43 straight center court matches. The last time he lost at center court at Wimbledon was the 2013 final to Andy Murray. Pretty ridiculous streak that the Novak is on at the
0: highest stage in men's tennis. Wow, quite impressive. One of the more impressive streaks that we've seen in all of sports, to be honest with you, on a main stage like that. In yeah, one hour,
1: Wes went from like being excited about tennis to then, wow, that's really
2: impressive. Oh, my goodness. What do you want me to say? Walker didn't uh, give a, a ton either. He you piggybacked know, off what I said. Well, I mean, I didn't know
0: if you were going to take us, I'd be honest. That's more of the radio back and forth than it was my real thoughts on it. It is impressive. I think it is impressive. We, need, is we
1: impressive. need news. We need I mean, someone. We're going to trade. Can, 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 like, Damian Lillard finally get traded? Which, by the way, I know. Willin, I
0: wish he would, too.
1: Paul's not willing to wait months well, to trade him. Well, Fiddy, I'm going to give you some
0: advice. If you ever have any problem where you're like, oh, man, they called for Fitty Flash and I don't have any headlines, and on the off chance the day before and after the All Star game, you can just go to ESPN's top headlines and just read down the list, and there's going to be something for you. Not it'll really, because be, I looked at it. Are you sources? Uh, you have something about Kane wants Bayern move, won't extend Tottenham deal. Done. Soccer fans happy all over the place. <laughs> you
1: don't even know Kane's
2: first name.
0: I don't have to. I have to read the headline, and that's what it is. It's enough for everybody to understand what I'm talking
2: about. All right. When we come back, we close this thing down. This is the Wes and Walker Show, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ.
0: It's a wild ride today on Wesson Walker Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. It's like a
2: Friday show.
0: Happy seven eleven day to you. It's only Tuesday as well, man. We're only forty percent through our team week of ES- ECU launching us. We got to the offensive breakdown today. We had the recent history conversation yesterday. We're gonna get to defense tomorrow. Have a guest, Josh Graham, I believe, hopping on with us on Thursday. Fiddy, is that correct? Correct. ECU alum. We'll see how much he likes the pirate sound. You gonna get it right for him, or should we still play the wrong pirate sound and see how Josh Graham takes it?
1: I think we should make Graham talk in his pirate voice the whole interview. All
2: right, what you,
0: you're, Wes? You're showing me something
1: I can't. We
2: had a little bit of breaking news just coming in the last minute. Something that we've been talking about. On the show.
1: Oh. You get to break it though, because right. I don't know what you're talking Tell about. Tell us,
2: Wes. Uh, Alvin Kamara, please no contest to the misdemeanor charge for alleged role in 2022 Las Vegas assault, and the felony charge was dropped.
0: So n- no news on suspension, possibly yet. No
2: news on suspension, but the felony charge would drop. I would think that would go. I guess a little bit of a ways in what they would decide to do with him. Yeah. So pleading
0: no contest, right? If they if they're dropped, yeah. I mean the thing is the NFL I mean, does. Pleading ha-
2: no contest says he did it, but you know. You said what? No, I was just saying that pleading no contest. You know, th- it's just it not is, a
0: formal but... admission of guilt. We yeah. did this with Miles Bridges mm-hmm. when he pled no contest. Yeah. And so there are still conduct policies to abide by mm-hmm. the NBA, its own entity. We saw it with the NFL, its own entity. Right. Because that was a lot of the excuse of what we have of somebody not being criminally involved in something, criminally charged. Well, that doesn't necessarily mean you're 100 percent free as far as any suspension comes from sure. the NFL. Now, the union is going to come down hard on. Whatever length of suspension is going to be put forth for Alvin Kamara, I would imagine. I I still think there's something coming for Kamara. I imagine, too, the NFL, Kamara's representatives, player union, they're probably all going to work together on this because that's just how this stuff happens, really. So you don't have a real fight from their party because they're going to have legal ground to stand on as far as, you know, Okay, to your point. Felony charges were dropped, but also the NFL has its own conduct policy, so we'll see how all this shakes out. I still think he's going to miss some time. I just don't know how much and maybe even less than we thought if this is the result of him having felony charges dropped. I I wonder if instead of maybe us expecting, uh, I don't know, I don't even know what it was going to be, like eight games. Maybe now it's three yeah, and and that affects the Carolina Panthers in some way because the Saints got one of their better players back. You would think for a longer period of time than expected with this news.
2: Sorry, I took us down uh, serious avenue right there because we were off the rails having a good time, and then I took us down serious lane.
0: It's okay. I just couldn't read your <laughs> fine print on the phone screen you were showing
2: me. You as want to make talking. it big, like your old head? You can't see, so you want me to make it like large print?
0: Well, I or you just read it. You can do that,
2: too. <laughs> <laughs> you could just read
0: the update if you wanted, and then I don't have to read. Don't make me read anything other than the text line or, I guess, stuff on my computer. I got you. Because sometimes that goes uh, really poorly. Are we going to watch the All-Star game tonight? Wes, are you going to jump in on this, or is it just going to be me and Fiddy probably watching this?
2: Tonight? No, I'm going to uh, I'm gonna sprinkle in and watch a little bit of it. I'll be in and out.
0: Do you care at all, really, or are you just watching it because you might have to talk about it tomorrow? Yeah. That's pretty, pretty much, much it, right? The latter?
2: Because uh, Otani's not playing, right?
0: You can tell us. Fitty. He's
2: batting second. Yeah, he's just not pitching. He's not. He's, oh, he's
0: still well, yeah, play. Oh, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, I'm going to We that
0: thought out. he might start, but then the injury happened, and he's going to be able to hit, but he's not going to be on the mound.
1: Yeah, and look, Garrett Cole might be a Yankee, but he might be the best pitcher in baseball. So he, he's definitely worth your time watching.
0: All right, so I'm going to be excited about it. Should be fun time. What are some of the other storylines you're looking for, Fitty? If you had to come up with one or two, what are the first things you're looking for?
1: You know, I would say that I was excited to see, you know, the Braves play. Oh, yeah. Oh, wait, that's right. They don't care about the history and the tradition of the All-Star <laughs> Game, so they skipped out so they can get ready to disappoint again in October. I mean, obviously, <laughs> you know, want to watch Alonzo. Kodai Singa is going to – he's going to hopefully make an appearance tonight for the Mets, a rookie that's in, in, that's in the All-Star Game. But Otani's the draw. Like, he's he's the reason that you want to watch. Um, and, and this is the first time Seattle's hosted the All-Star event since, I think, 2001 – so, we're to see how they, how they pack the place so the Braves winning, last night.
2: Didn't the Braves win the, the championship in 2021? Yeah. Oh. That was, okay. that was one. Oh. I, I didn't know what you said, man. That was a – Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, with the All-Star game happening tonight, do you think it would cause more intrigue? And we've already gone through this, so it's not some hypothetical I'm bringing. But, Wes, I know you were – I know we had talked about home field advantage not – mattering anymore when uh-huh. it comes to who wins the all-star game do you like when it mattered for something as far as who would get home field advantage uh, in the world Series?
2: i did not because i didn't think it was fair to the teams especially if you're the team that has the better record and should have home field i didn't like that an all-star game that you couldn't control it would determine whether or not you had home field or not so no i didn't like it i just thought it made it interesting
0: i didn't like it either did you like it fitty did you want home field advantage to rely on who won that?
1: I mean, I didn't necessarily hate it because, remember, as a non-baseball fan, it made it more interesting to watch. The one thing it did was it, it really made the managers have to manage the game because a lot of times the managers that were managing the All-Star games were managing for <laughs> their own team in the postseason. Yeah, so, but they still didn't. And yeah, was, oh, no, oh, no, there was definitely more strategy where, like, you, you would wait. I mean, like... The problem is now most of your guys are going to be out by the out of the game by the, the fourth or fifth inning, and you're just playing because every team's got to send one.
0: You're playing those guys in the in the latter part of the game. But I even think even when it was going on, you would had to make sure that one guy got in at bat. Still, you weren't making every single decision in that game in order to win it. I still think a lot of it was predicated on making sure a lot of the guys that were voted in still got their run because it, it's you're still getting like one inning of, of work from pitchers. You know what I'm saying? So let's say, I don't know, whatever pitcher goes out there. Let's say Garrett Cole goes out there and he goes on the mound. He starts the game for you. And the guy's got five K's through the first two innings. You're not taking him out, but you are in an all-star appearance because there are a lot of other pitchers to give them their shine. And so you're not doing everything you possibly can to win that matchup. If you're taking the guy with five K's and six perfect, in uh, or I should say two perfect innings, you're not taking him out in a normal game setting. So when you alter a normal game setting and then have that count for the most important series in the sport, yeah. to me, I never got on board with that because of the way they do manage the game. Even if they were still trying to win, everybody's giving 100%. There's too many variables that change so dramatically from what the real sport entails.
2: And then what if you're on a bad team and you feel like a team from uh, your in- – Let's say you're in the AL and you're on a bad team on the AL and the the favorite for the World Series is there. You might hate. You might be like, man, I'm not going to run as fast as I can maybe or try to really knock this thing out of the park because I'm hating. I don't want the Yankees to <laughs> get home field advantage. I actually love that idea. <laughs> I actually love petty. Throw, throw. Here we are talking about
0: 100%. I love throwing some of your at-bats away yeah. just because you don't want the Yankees yeah. to get home field advantage yeah. and you know there's a possibility of that happening. <laughs> That's great. Alright, we finished our slurpees. We're done for the day. We appreciate you listening to 3 Hours of Nonsense on Wes and Walker. We'll pass the baton off now to the Kyle Bailey Show coming at you from 3 to 6 p.m. It'll be on with you right here, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. We'll be back with you tomorrow.